Well, we've made it to Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. Eric Carpenter with you. This is KCVL, KCRK. Really good to have you with us. Um, Probably going to get wet coming up here in a couple days. We're going to look at that weather forecast coming up. Uh, More good news in sports. We'll talk about that, too. Now, this is Friday. Normally, we have really tried to make Friday COVID-free day. But uh, Monday, we'll talk a whole lot about COVID. But I do have a couple of uh, things we do need to pass along that I I don't think should wait. Uh, One... Over the past several weeks, Pinewood Terrace Nursing Center, they have been battling an outbreak of COVID-19 in their facility. The first case was reported August 25th, and then it spread quickly. Keep in mind, the first case was reported uh, August 25th. Tri-County Health making the announcement late yesterday that this has taken place about uh, almost a month after it started. It's uh, infected 22 staff members and 52 residents at Pinewood. They have been uh, doing all they can to reduce the effects of the spread. In fact, uh, they went last year. They did. They had no outbreaks at Pinewood, which uh, was a, a real effort in itself. Um, but uh, this uh, infectious uh, Delta variant got into the facility and then spread very quickly. Well. Sadly, uh, with this outbreak, there have been five COVID-related uh, deaths within the residents of Pinewood. Of the 74 cases related to the outbreak, 33 of those individuals were fully vaccinated. Of the five individuals who passed, one individual was fully vaccinated. So that is the update on what's going on the past month at Pinewood Terrace Nursing Center here in Colville. Again, they are are taking all the steps they can to uh, stop the spread of COVID there. Well, once again, we have a closure. This one, uh, hopefully not for too long. We talked uh, yesterday with Mayor Ralph Lane here in Colville. It affects the in-person activities at Colville City Hall. I wanted to inform the residents of Colville that City Hall is closed to the public again temporarily because we've had a City Hall staff member test positive for COVID-19. We will be testing the rest of the City Hall staff tomorrow and again on Monday. And if those test results are all negative, then we will reopen City Hall Monday or Tuesday. 
but I just want to get the information out that we are currently closed. We can still be reached by phone, by email, for any permits. Those are all available on this web. So please call. Staff is still in the building, but we're just closed to the public as a precaution until we all get negative test results. All right. So they will be testing uh, today and Monday, and hopefully all those tests come back negative. Uh, Mayor Ralph Lane wanting everyone to know, well, you know, a work continues on at City Hall, but they are closed to the public right now because they did have an individual test positive. Hopefully uh, that uh, will be fairly short-lived there. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. A two-vehicle head-on collision yesterday morning. This was... 22 miles east of Colville, out on Highway 20, about one mile east of Coffin Lake. With that uh, head-on collision, they did call in Life Flight uh, to take uh, people uh, to Spokane. We don't have any details yet on uh, um, injuries and uh, the results of that uh, crash. Again, yesterday about 22 miles east of Colville. At Wednesday's chamber meeting here in Colville, the guest speakers were Colville school district candidates. And a little slim showing by the candidates. Here is some of the presentation given by the two school board candidates who attended. We have a lot of different topics that we cover over the years, and this is usually our most popular and our most fun, which is local elections. Um, and I'm really surprised we have less of a turnout. The good news is we do have two candidates, Joe Fasari and Joe Schweitzer. My name's Joe Fasari. I'm running for the Colville School District uh, School Board position, Director District 4. What really prompted me to run with three kids in the district while the COVID shut down, and certain policies that we're going through with our current school board really opened my eyes up, but it mainly was the COVID shutdown. I didn't really agree with how a lot of things were being handled. I started paying attention. So two years ago, I couldn't have told you who was on the school board, what they do when they meet. I thought, how can I get more involved to go in a different direction? And that's really what drove me to run. So big reason for my three kids. I think that's important because whatever I do on the school board is gonna affect my own children as well as yours. So that's a really big selling point to vote for me. I am politically conservative, but I'm what I call a common sense conservative. I'm not a wing nut or a wacko far on the right. I have a pretty level head and I don't have extreme views in either direction. But one of the big campaign things that I'm putting out there is I always think that we need to leave politics out of the school as much as possible. And what I mean by that is I don't think our students should know the political leanings of their teachers. When a political subject comes up, I think the teachers should present maybe the left side and maybe the right side and let the students make their own mind up on the, the political topic. I've seen it with my own children. I have firsthand knowledge 
that some teachers are trying to indoctrinate the children to very left-wing things. And I don't agree with that. But I also don't agree that they should be indoctrinated with just right-wing things either. Both sides of a political issue should be taught and let the students make up their own mind. My name is Joseph Schweitzer. I was raised, the Cobble School Board caught my attention. I saw where certain things were headed. I didn't like the way that the schools were shut down for so long. That was a detriment to our students. It really did them no good. I thought, well, we need new leadership. So I got involved. There was a big movement of critical race theory. The Department of Education said that it is becoming a big priority in implementation. And we've seen the way that these top level mandates come, especially in Washington State. So we just need to have some pushback and be prepared that it is coming. And the comprehensive sex education bill. I wanted to make sure that parents had a say and had a choice. Common sense, conservatism, I also label myself as being my guiding force as well. And for me, that means treating people as individuals and people that are proponents of the critical race theory and that type of thinking, this equitable-based worldview, it doesn't treat people as individuals. It throws them into the groups of oppressed, oppressor, you're labeled by your race. In my mind, this is regressive. We should not go this way. The goal of education is to give students tools and skills to succeed in life, to become a contributor to society. So those were the key policy reasons that I got involved, but also I just love this community. think that I would make a good school board member and leader, represent the community well. All right, Joe Fazari running against Emma Romo for district number four. Uh, Joseph Schweitzer running against Lisa Buttons for District 3. That in the Colville School District race. Again, all candidates were invited. Those were the two candidates that appeared with the Colville Chamber of Commerce. Hi, this is Genevieve from Saunders Furniture. I've been getting a lot of phone calls lately asking if Saunders is going out of business. And the answer is no. Sandra is simply retiring. So now is your opportunity to fall into savings during Saunders' retirement sale. Saunders is stocked with the essentials to turn your house into a home. Fall into savings at Saunders Furniture and Saunders Outlet, downtown Colville. Saunders Furniture Store. Making houses into home. The recent lethal removal order for two wolves in the Togo Pack in Ferry County by the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Well, so far, no wolves from that pack have been removed. Here's Scott Nielsen, president of the Stevens County Cattlemen's Association, some comments on the department operations. I manage the contractors hired through the Cattle Producers of Washington Wolf Livestock Deterrent Program. This was a good decision and the right decision, and Director Suswin's decision is consistent with the guidance of the state wolf conservation and management plan and the lethal removal provisions of the department's 2017 wolf livestock interaction protocol. WDFW stated in a nutshell that the ranchers have done what they have been asked to do and they are admitting the ranchers aren't the problem. It is now time for the agency tasked with managing the wolves to provide some relief to the embattled ranchers by removing wolves that have repeatedly proven they will not stop killing livestock despite everybody's best efforts. What I'm attempting to do is to give the ranchers perspective. The department staff said removal efforts are the most effective when they are completed in 14 days. One of the things that we think deserves a little more attention 
is the fact that the last documented depredation was confirmed on or around August 16th. WDFW then took 10 days to determine lethal removal needed to be authorized. After lethal removal was authorized, WDFW biologists attempted removal from the ground with a rifle. This effort consisted of three days of hunting in a four-day period. The effort was halted because it had been 14 days since the last confirmed depredation. At this point, it seems important to point out 10 of those 14 days were spent with WDFW deciding what to do about a chronic problem that happens every year in the same manner in 2018, 2019, 2020, and again in 2021, WDFW has justified decisions authorizing removal because depredations are likely to continue. After 10 days of hand-wringing, it seems inadequate to send out two department biologists to perform wolf removal. It came as no surprise to ranchers they didn't get it done. Three days of effort seems trivial to address a chronic problem that is now in its fourth year with no sign of slowing down. They claim they are almost always successful in removing wolves in that 14-day window. They obviously weren't successful this year. In four years, WDF Director Kelly Suswin has authorized lethal removal of Toba wolves five times because his experts told him they would not stop killing cattle. His experts were right. The Togo pack hasn't stopped killing cattle. With five authorizations for lethal removal in the last four years, WDFW has removed one wolf. That was in 2018. The wolf that WDFW did remove was injured. It was wounded by the rancher when it was caught attacking his livestock. Since 2018, the department consistently sends out the same people to facilitate the removal. The same people fail to remove any wolves. Every year, the same people tell the world they stopped their efforts because they had done their job and changed the wolves' behavior. The wolves continue to harass and attack the rancher's cattle. And WDF Director Kelly Suswin's authorizations for lethal removal of Togo wolves has become meaningless. With all of that said, it seems extremely inaccurate to say they are almost always successful in removing wolves in that 14-day window. The Forest Service and other land managers manage the land. Ranchers manage the livestock, and WDFW manages the wildlife. This is a wildlife management problem. WDFW is right when they say depredations are likely to continue. Ranchers need to know what you intend to do about it. Most ranchers in Northeast Washington have watched WDFW and have given up on them as part of the solution. We have an obvious chronic problem. We have the agency tasked with managing the problem, recognizing the problem, and telling us the problem is likely to continue. Then we have those same people tasked with fixing the problem, explain how the very thing that continues to not work is an acceptable solution. It's not a solution. Scott Nielsen. That divide between fish and wildlife, state agencies, and the cattlemen continues. The current lethal removal order is set to expire with some variables coming up on Sunday. Hello, my name is Dr. Robert Gum, your Stevens Lincoln Ferry Ponderay County Veteran Service Officer. I'm here to assist our heroic veterans with their hard-earned, well-deserved federal, state, and local benefits, including reservists, the National Guard, and their family members. If you need to make an appointment with me, please call me at my work cell at 509-690-2949. Now from one of my favorites, the searchers. This explains how I approach the VA. 
Enjoy this clip from John Wayne. My hero, the greatest actor who ever walked the earth. Well, why don't you say it? Beat and you know it. No, our turning back don't mean nothing. He chased a thing till he thinks he's chased it enough. And he quits. Same way when he runs. Seems like he never learns there's such a thing as a critter or just keep coming on. So we'll find him in the end, I promise you. It's as sure as a turning of the earth. I will approach your VA compensation claim with the same tenacity and relentlessness that the Duke would have. Governor Jay Inslee in the state of Washington took yet another step toward eliminating private rentals in the state. The governor extends the state eviction order now through the end of October. Every time it comes near to expiring, the governor simply extends it again. It was set to expire September 30th. The uh, governor is reacting to Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin's extension of the Seattle eviction moratorium. The Seattle mayor has put that in extended out now to January 15th, 2022, rather than having it expire at the end of September. Of course, uh, they were having an area on Capitol Hill in Seattle built for private rentals. It was uh, going to be completed this fall. And instead, now all those apartments have been purchased by the city of Seattle and the state of Washington, and they're going to put homeless people in there. Department of Agriculture, they have destroyed another nest built by Asian giant hornets. Again, this one up near the Canadian border. This latest nest eradicated uh, the murder hornets. This is the fourth nest uh, destroyed by the state. They uh, have concerning reports of yet another giant hornet sighting about 20 miles away from where the three nests had been located. These are two-inch long invasive insects. First found in December of 2019. They're native to Asia. They can destroy colonies of honeybees. Also extremely painful if you get stung by one. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, a leader in the forest products industry, is now offering a free forest health checkup. If you have 10 or more acres of timberland, Vaughan Brothers Lumber can help you determine if your family's forest is healthy and fire resilient. Schedule your free forest evaluation today by calling Vaughan Brothers Lumber at 684-5071. Vaughan Brothers Lumber, adding value to the forest for people, products, and the environment. They're ranked number three in the country, the Oregon Ducks. They are happy where they are heading into the Pac-12 play. They are facing struggling Arizona on Saturday. Oregon, they put Ohio State away in week two, survived the non-conference season, three wins, no losses. 
Well, Arizona, they are 0-3 and are on a 15-game losing streak. WSU, they head down to Salt Lake City. They take on Utah. We will have the um, 9.30 pregame. WSU Utah, that'll be on KCVL. The Seattle Mariners, they swept Oakland four straight games. The Mariners rallied against Oakland's bullpen, a 6-5 victory. That four-game sweep certainly helped the Mariners' wild card hopes. Seattle matched their season high with their fifth straight win. They won their ninth in a row over Oakland. Now Seattle is within two games of the Yankees for second place, the second American League wild card. So two games out. Oakland now four games in back of New York. They've got to keep winning. New York needs to lose. Toronto needs to lose. Maybe we can break that long streak of the Mariners not making the playoffs. Three games down in Los Angeles against the Angels. Then it's back up home. Three against Oakland, three against the Angels. It's exciting time of the year for Mariner baseball. Join us tonight. The Mariners down in Los Angeles. It's going to be a 5:30 pregame. That'll be on 92.1 KCRK. Taking a quick look at high school football. Riverside, they are ranked third in the 1A uh, division. They are ranked third by the WIAA. Lakeside, down at Nine Mile Falls, they are ranked sixth in the state. Freeman ranked seventh in the state. It is one tough league. As far as the Colville Indians go, we are ranked... Well, the Colville Crimson Hawks. It's going to take me a while to make that change. Uh, 13th in the state. So uh, not bad at all. But uh, in the uh, rankings, Kashmir is ranked number one. Don't forget Mariner Baseball tonight, 92.1 KCRK. A look at uh, today's local weather forecast brought to you by Gather Salt Market and Flora Boutique. They are co-located at the new Mountain Market on Main at 508 East Main in Chewila. You'll find one-of-a-kind inspirations that are sure to light up your home with unique decor, uplifting local artistry, beautiful clothing and accessories, and delectable treats. Amazing scents, fragrances, so much more. Chawila's new Mountain Market on Main. 
Sunshine in 77 today. Sunshine in 81 on Saturday. Still going to be sunny on Sunday. 76 for a high. Oh, then comes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, we're going to have rain by Monday. 69 the high, 62 and rain on Tuesday, 61 on Wednesday, more rain on Thursday with a high of 63. With the cloud cover, things are going to still stay above freezing overnight, overnight lows in the upper 30s to low 40s. Check out the new Mountain Market on Maine at the former St. Mary's Catholic Schoolhouse at 508 East Main in Chihuahua. No wind in the valley. The barometer up just, just a little bit, 30.38. We are starting the morning off at 42 degrees here at the radio station. 7.35, really appreciate your joining us. Oh, looking forward to the weekend. It's right around the corner. Friday morning at KCVL, KCRK.